for the Dad Bod Rap Pop with your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod, pod, pod Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the Dead Pod Rap Pod. The gang's all here. I'm one of your hosts, Dem One, government name Demon Carter. I'm joined by my man's Snotty Pippin in the building, Dave Ma. <laughs> Yo, what's up, you guys? Really good to see you. It's uh, it's been like a couple weeks, but I'm telling you, this feels like a couple years, dude. It's weird. Yeah, it's uh, we're glad to see that you're you're creeping back into into good health. Um. Nate LeBlanc, I have a question, my brother, that I, I'm surprised I haven't asked thus far. Is that Me. denim? Is that <laughs> denim? That you're wearing? Uh, it's it's chambray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like matching a, pants. Uh, I like it. <laughs> Laser suit, <laughs> Nate. I know. Is that I a dress one piece? up for uh, I dress up for <laughs> Quibble Jim. Uh, yeah, it's like a it's like an indigo dyed chambray, technically. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Nate LeBlanc, one bad chambray. Uh, <laughs> a lot of bad chambrays out there. Oh, God. I remember when he was saying that all the time? That was disgusting to me. Ugh, all right. uh, good times, good times. Uh, we have gathered here today for our annual year in Jammy Jam, which uh, shout out to Daedalus, who gave us this title. We just used to call it the Dad Bod Rap Pod Awards. And he christened it, they christened it Quibble Jam. And we're back. We've got categories. We've got things that we're going to talk about. It is our most popular show every year because y'all want to know what we think, which is still hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> so we are going to start off. Our first category is best instrumental album. And let's start with you, uh, my chambre clad friend. Nate LeBlanc, best instrumental. Uh, thanks, man. What an honor to be presenting the first award. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I feel dissed. I feel dissed. Uh, for me, this was really easy choice. Um, the instrumental album that I loved, that we got to talk to the creator of on the show, that I recommended to so many people, that showed up heavy in my Spotify wrapped was uh, by DJ Day. It's life mm. after you. Um, mm. I just thought it, it, it was a beautiful record. Um, and it was very um, just full of driving beats that were full of life. There were tons of huge vocal samples. The tracks were really short. Um, I found myself returning to it time and time again. When I didn't know what else to listen to, I would just listen to that. And um, for me, just a really easy choice. But two other things that kind of rang my bell and that I really enjoyed were Preservations uh, 1974 and Tuame's uh, A Question Called Tuami. Both of those got a ton of burn for me and um, I'm sure I'll be listening to well into the future but DJ Day 
made it made a beautiful album and um I, I just think he's really special as a producer and just wanted to make sure to highlight that absolutely thank you sir we have david ma what was your best instrumental album pick for this year it is the one that nate touched on um dj preservations 1974 and i was gonna say dj day is uh was my runner-up as well i mean if that's sort of like the bright sunny day preservations is like the you know day uh, the night in the cemetery um i'm so down with his um you know with some tough breaks and give me a good opera sample and some ominous like feelings to it and i'm good and uh especially these days um I've, it's been getting a lot of burn it's been really fitting into uh this time of year um you know all the darkness really um fits into my hatred for uh, the holiday season. So it's just perfect. Um, one of the best albums, <laughs> been listening to it tons. And, you know, it's crazy that preservation, you know, decades in the game is still kind of an understated producer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. props to him. Loved having him on the show. And 1974, check that out. All right. Uh, I'm going to kind of be right in the middle of y'all. I also picked 1974. By preservation is my favorite instrumental album. Um, I fell asleep listening to the first song, and so it became it became my most listened to song on Spotify. Oh, that's funny! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. That was my whole Spotify list was beats that you were trying to write rhymes to. So it's like seven. Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, or I fell asleep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a really strong album. It is so dense. I mean, it's one thing to compose a beat tape and have like, oh, mm -hmm. 15 tracks, 20 tracks. This shit has almost like 40 tracks. Right. Um, right. And, and it stays interesting from beginning to end. Number one by more than double in sales and popularity, 1974, the leadership of the land. category which i think is an interesting category because i only could think of one record for it um <laughs> this is best hip-hop reissue um dave why don't we start with you uh this is the most anticlimactic one of all time but uh right. what was it for you well i i don't know if you guys could guess but uh it's gonna be freestyle fellowships to make concern um i on our little uh, google spreadsheet i think i actually wrote uh as a little response <laughs> um you know um um shout out to uh Sloot, um for and key system recordings um for having nate and i on board it was an honor to sort of just play a small part in uh resurfacing this history and for it to for daddy kev and, and the whole team to sort of um get some shine from the grammys is also Wild. just like a crazy out of the blue sucker punch Wild. that's beyond deserved um i don't really know how the grammys work and things like that but um if there's if there's a fighting chance that they're gonna win anything i mean i think all all accolades are deserved and um you know, just to go back, when Nate and I first got the files, like the remastered files, it was literally, and not to sound corny, but it was like listening to it for the first time. And yeah. I listened to it again recently. And again, I mean, just the fact that this this um, thing exists, um, I'm just so proud of it. And just as a listener, so stoked to have it in my ears. Absolutely. Nate, do you have a contrarian pick here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, we created the 
category so we could talk about this record and it was like a you know hugely important thing in my life um it's really just been the project that keeps on giving like we've gotten to do some really cool stuff off of being associated with this mm-hmm. um we you know we dj'd in la first time playing on a rotary mixer we heard the album on in this like cathedral uh, setting so um, on a crazy with sound. chemist yeah mm. just like just, oh, oh by the way uh, <laughs> and just got to meet uh some of our heroes and it's uh, the the grammy thing is just like mind-blowing and um what very well deserved and um i just i'm just super proud to be part of the project as dave mentioned and like um i know a reissue is coming so i don't know if that includes our notes in it or not i wouldn't be surprised if that was just something that was part of the first issue and you know that's life um but it's uh it's just an amazing project i couldn't be more proud of it but i did want to give a special shout out to um vinyl me pleases uh reissue of lab cabin california because oh true that thanks buddy includes a a really 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 good i just reread it today uh david ma essay where you know i I was around when that came out i'm very well aware of the narrative surrounding that album and i learned a few things and um i just i love that you have that relationship with them and that you're the person who gets to contextualize these things selfishly oh, because it's like well that's what i would say but you oh, say thanks, buddy. oh yeah it was just it, that is also really well done but clearly the best reissue of the year is the to whom it may concern grammy nominated best historical hey. album um yes. thing which is just like it's uh, it's i'm still having trouble it's insane leaving. it's out there it's yeah so it's cool. totally it is so, it is fucking insane so it just a note to labels if you want to win in this category get nate and or dave to write your life <laughs> that is that is how you excel um to whom it may concern was a groundbreaking record in its original form it's kind of mm-hmm. like compared to people say you know only a thousand people bought the first velvet underground record but they all started bands well mm-hmm. everybody who are to it may to whom it may concern started a rap career so they uh, grabbed the trumpets and hopped in a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a band. <laughs> uh, and we all hated the LA Dream team. So yeah, yeah, we definitely uh, feel strongly about this record, but I, I feel like it's Grammy nomination in the best historical category is kind of a watershed moment in the sense mm-hmm. that um, hip hop and its its history i think is often botched the closer it gets to like mainstream things um and we have been a, a champion of not only freestyle fellowship but the whole kind of project blood movement and i i feel very strongly about that as as i was kind of reared during that time so super gratifying to see it um and to even tangentially coattail onto everything that y'all are doing around it uh was great and it was also my pick. Also, I didn't know another one that got reissued. <laughs> so. Gotta follow the reissue scene, man. Uh, I, I guess so. r- real quick for posterity, because these things are thought to live forever. As Dave said, huge shout to Johnny Sklute, who um, mm-hmm. put this out and has other cool projects in the works. Um, I don't think Cut Chemist's role in remixing this from the mm-hmm. cassette master is really understood what he did right. um right. in the at the release party he gave a passionate address about how things like separate and widen over time yeah. and uh, like he really explained how the archival process that he did and like there i could imagine no better person totally. to undertake this process someone who has the patience and the sense of historicity and um it 
like we must shout out b plus for the beautiful photographs like i literally walk around like at least once a week with the t-shirt of the photograph on my chest like (laughs) i do not do that that off you know what i mean like just four dudes staring back at you from my chest um (laughs) um, but the the just they got all the right people in place for this daddy kev did the mastering you guys listened to our episode last week with daddy kev he takes the art seriously he understands it on such a heavy technical level um and so yeah not to toot our own horn but i think the liner notes are pretty good too uh, <laughs> and it's just kind of um it was a real team effort and mm-hmm. it's just been such a rad project and i cannot imagine a better record to do this for because i yeah, don't think really. people understand how it's the nucleus for this now whole universe of acts that have spun off of it and yep. we tried mm-hmm. to talk about a little bit of that i honestly haven't read back to what we wrote in quite a while and don't really plan to but um, I know it's led to me getting other work and having other kind of things where I talk about this stuff. And so it's just interesting. Um, I actually think, and I don't know how you feel about me saying this, Dave, but it, it probably would have been cooler if it was someone from L.A. who they got. <laughs> glad it was us. And I think we do know our shit in this area. But right, other right. than that, it's kind of like, I'm like, there's no one from L.A. who could do this. But I mean, I'm, That's trust totally. me, I'm really glad it's us. But yeah, well, I'm, you know, there's a dude named O-Dub who probably could have wrote it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally. Um, right, totally. But I mean, um, um, yeah, shout out to you, man. It was uh, such a frictionless um, process. And um, I remember us sort of exchanging emails. And this was like during sort of the tail end of COVID. And I'm I'm walking around smoking a cigarette in my backyard and like trying to put this shit together. And then to finally get the book that was like nuts. And like you said, gift that keeps on giving, man. I, I don't know how else this is going to keep blossoming. But as long as it preserves like the uh, um, important history, like I'm all, all right. Here, for, right. Here's the next level. It's going to get on TV. I'm calling it right now. A, <laughs> a right. track, a track right. from this, a track yeah. from this joint will get on TV. Donald Glover, I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> For our next category, we have favorite non-rap record of the year. Nate, uh, what warm folksy thing are you <laughs> going to recommend to us right now? I have a few, but uh, my my winner in this category is also kind of a historical release. Um, I am obsessed with the band Broadcast, and Ooh. this year um, they released some and re-released some of their like their kind of um, recordings the project that i want to highlight is called the made of veil sessions um, made of veil is one of the bbc studios it's where many mm. of the peel sessions were recorded and um, also where the bbc radiophonic um, laboratory was where they did all their foley work and stuff like that so just like a really okay. historic site for british music and broadcast went in there and did you know, probably like 17 tracks from their 97 through Mm -hmm. 2003 really fertile period and just created such a beautiful record. I'm obsessed with this record. I listen to it all the time. They also put out uh, Microtonics, which were tour only three inch CDs that they used to make of kind of like really um, harsher, more library music sounding percussive work 
um from more james than trish if you know the broadcast uh you know binary but um those got reissued as well highly recommend listening to those and um yeah just i love broadcast the more i think about them i think they're one of the best bands of this time and that they're severely underrated because trish passed away before they had a chance to be kind of found mm. by a new generation of artists but um they were an electronic band that was on warp records back in the day during the heyday of idm and their music is totally apart from that because of her warmth and humanity and um it's just just really really beautiful um made avail sessions by broadcast by far um one of my favorite records of the year and kind of has nothing to do with rap so and then if you want a folk record uh this ep self-titled by this woman named june mcdoom is the soundtrack to my winter um, incredibly beautiful kind of foresty folk, but it also has some beats. So that might touch for a few more of our listeners, but okay. yeah, listening to that a ton as well. What about All you guys? Right. Dave? Um, you know what? I when Well, first off, thank you for letting us talk about non-rap, Damone. Um, <laughs> I, um, when I was looking up this category, I was, you know, it made me realize I wasn't, I'm not really checking for new, new stuff too tough this year. Um, so thanks for the broadcast recommendation, Nate. I'm definitely going to check that out. Big fan of them already. Um, Want to hear different sessions and stuff. So um, thanks for that. We'll definitely peep that. Um, but for me, I picked Salt. Um, you know how they yeah. dropped those like five albums? Um, out of those, I really loved Earth. And uh, mm -hmm. there's in particular, there's a song called God is in Control. And I just love how I think it like... It reflects that like they're able to re retain a vibe, but then still mm. spread out their sound all the time. You know, it's different, but the same it has the same sensibilities. Uh, you know, it's still there's still like really lush um, harmonies and stuff, and a sense of internationalism with like African chants and things like that. And um, I'm here. I'm here for it. Um, I love. I love how like the veil is slightly removed. You know, uh, regarding. A little bit where, where they're from and things like that but all of that doesn't even fucking matter at this point like when salt drops some albums it's like quest love tweets about it and we geek out about it and um they just get, they just get given so much so um that in terms of like recent release uh this year has been probably my favorite one earth from uh the from salt can, what about can you I just ask dave but before we get it to damon's pick yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. are you on board with their gospel period no but i don't hate it as much as i thought i would you know okay. what i mean okay me, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted about it is why i bring it up i listened to earth the other night like just kind of like earth. speaker to the ear and the the melding in of the more natural elements you brought in of like the hand drums and kind of like the african mm -hmm. polyrhythm stuff is like i'm like dude if this lyric wasn't about jeebus this would be the best thing i've ever listened <laughs> to you know what i mean yeah and, and yeah over the the course of the albums it gets to be a lot and clearly they were in a i don't know spiritual place or whatever and they uh -huh, just decided uh -huh. to really go for this and like i'm like is are there any other subjects you wanted to sing in these beautiful chorus vocals about you know what i mean interesting yeah, no, i'm kind of struggling with it so for me really? the t today and tomorrow is my favorite of the new oh yeah ones because it's mostly instrumental and when it's not instrumental it's about you know other yeah things, but... Nate, yeah you you, you touched on it and i wanted to i did want to follow up with you about this because you had mentioned like oh it's really gospely i think you, we were talking about 11 yeah, um, that was and, a Patreon segment, just so everyone yeah. knows. We were, oh, that's right. This that's was right. not a public conversation. Uh, but we're going to talk about God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of like, you, you said two things. You were like, here are all the gospel things that I love. 
also, why is this gospel? I don't like it. And I didn't, I was like, I didn't understand what you meant there. Like, what's, what, what, what's the difference? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I do know this is a lot. Like, putting out five records at a time is already a lot, and then three of them just being basically gospel when you haven't had any gospel in your career so far. Like, the yeah. I've likened it in conversations with other people to Bob Dylan's uh, uh, Born yeah, Again got, Christian yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah, Born Again Christian phase. It's, mm-hmm, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. hmm, not my favorite corner of the catalog. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, if they really don't tour or spend time making social media posts, are we going to get five albums a year? Because that's kind of the clip I'll they're on, you. and I'm here for it, right? So yeah. in five years, we'd have 25 albums. That's kind of like a Dylan 60s through 80s uh, thing. He took way longer because he's always on tour and getting in motorcycle accidents and being the spokesman of a generation. So it's a little different. <laughs> but it, they're gonna if they're gonna make that many albums and this is a blip on the radar i'll probably find the songs that i like to come back to like you recommended that song from 11 the river i think yeah that's really good yeah. the song yeah. dave is talking about that song's really fucking good two hours of jesus talk is just not how i live <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I agree if we're talking song. about kanye west i i agree go ahead go for it go for it no i'm sorry dave go ahead no, I was gonna say um, it is a bit much, but it doesn't it doesn't strike me as like grossly religious. You know what I mean? I just kind of like the sounds. Thing. You know, yep. uh, I love I th- the sounds. I just want to be on record for saying I love the sounds. It's hates just, Jesus, of- loves the sounds. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> Y'all, you guys didn't see that that part. Loves Cheez-Its. Yes, not the Jesus. The extra um, toasty. Yeah, I, I had actually circled around. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 11 as my pick for best non-rap but i'm gonna i'm i'm calling out audible right now um because i like you dave i didn't listen to a lot of non-rap this year i think yeah um yeah. wanting to get my picks right um really made me listen to uh a, a lot of rap which is which is good rap is great um but the one i'm gonna pick for my favorite non-rap of this year is a pretty big artist named uh rosalia and she did an album called Moto Mami. Uh, I believe she's from Spain. It it sits kind of where this is gonna be a gross comparison, but it's it's the best that I can do. It's like a reggaeton Missy Elliott. Like it it has it it's strange. It's pop, but it's strange. It's definitely uh it's not most of it's not in English, but when it is in English, it's weird. Like she has a song called Chicken Teriyaki that's just <laughs> weird. Um, but it's, I love a big record. It's a big record. Um, she has an interesting voice where a lot of the reggaeton stuff is kind of monotonous to me. She has a, a really interesting voice. And, um, yeah, I just, I, you ever get to a record and you're like, I don't know why I'm like, this right now, but I'm, I'm not going to fight it. I guess everybody's a Basquiat. Hostie and not a familiar inside in the Gotham City before a hostage dies. You probably plot device the booby trap a collar on my stock the rise before you my plan to scoop in the high and dies. You can't monopolize what the mop and be too moving up the frost. Focus improvement if you were nine to five. Polarizing like a bear in the audit, stepping like polar voice, flashing on brother, said he was revving from his jacket, but he never hit a net, let alone in a wreck and looking at you, reenacting should have been an actor. Academy Award, Oscar for your false love posture. Stop your pulse when I pop up, they lost it. Who's the incredible magnetic, smooth, indelible fragments of scrap? No deck scattering through whoever close. I'm full garden on vinyl, recite my drawings while you stalling, fronting like you can see me. No white ball, can your darlings? Sauce on your jaw, jaw, triple your tongue. What's up, drunk and tart, better than flunk? Call it medicine from. 
album that surprised you this year? Nate LeBlanc. Um, this one kind of came out of nowhere, as like we've been talking about. We do we do a lot of homework. We listen to a lot of rap. But when the writer bros started discussing on Twitter um, this album by Ace Cannons and Mighty Healthy uh, called Mighty Cannons, I was like, well, let me if everybody I like and respect is is digging this, let me check it out. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love this. Like, it's so hard and it's so energetic. And like the stuff i'm really into kind of tends to be more like internal and poetic and um dour mm. and this is not that necessarily it's it's kind of aggressive but what it really is like it would have had a like big hype sticker on the 12 inch if this was released like when how it sounds in like 1997 or something it's hardcore hip-hop like they're, okay. they're just going for it like uh, the rapping in particular um ace cannon just like just goes for it dude he raps so hard it really sounds like wu-tang subsidiary rap if time was frozen in amber and like we he never left that being the main sound of rap because it does it 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 tracks for now it's, it's not a throwback it's right. a good current rap record and i loved it it's on my top 25 albums of the year list i think it's a it's a really impressive statement it made me want to learn more about both dudes and um surprised the hell out of me because it's it was not what i was thinking it was going to be based on who was talking about it but um i loved it and i think everyone should listen to it yeah i i definitely dug that record too uh dave what surprised you this year album that surprised you um the album that surprised me it, it says more about myself than the artist um i have had such like hardcore griselda burnout so i was like this fucking another west side gun album dude i don't fucking care but, <laughs> but uh 10 is uh one of my favorites dude and nate and i had a discussion about it a couple um couple episodes back and um yeah i just i love so much of it i love how there's a 10 minute posse cut at the end um, the Buster Rhymes track with uh, Ray and Ghost is phenomenal. Uh, um, Stove God Cooks is gets the Six Man Award for being all over that record and just killing yeah. it. And um, so, West Side Gun, I mean, once again, he 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 shows like um, such a sense of self awareness. And um, I, for for me, he's more of a sprinter than a marathon guy. So I, he's great in spurts. Oh. And the the way he surrounds people, um, surrounds himself with people, and the way they orbit him on this album is perfectly perfectly well done so um so it surprised me in terms of how much i liked it because i was already like you know kind of rolling my eyes a little bit and yeah, um understand that's my pick that's my pick that's awesome okay. i don't know if you guys saw it but uh west side gun or actually the label posted a picture today it's um the current griselda lineup which is Boldy yeah. and gun and stove god cooks with b dot and elliot wilson they're obviously at some kind of interview thing and mm -hmm. uh, stove god cooks is short I didn't think I could love him more. <laughs> yeah, about to say, <laughs> that's Nate's dude. guy now. Kind of, kind of uh, uh, dimensions of a stove. So I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing the vision. Uh, oh, that's, hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. But our, but our cooks usually, like the good cooks that I know, are usually spindly dudes. Right, right. That's There's spindly dudes moving around the kitchen <laughs> on the Viking stove. Yeah, uh, you spend your life working with fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, all right. So for me, the album that most surprised me, not like, oh my God, this is so great, but like word was uh honestly never mind by Drake. Um out of nowhere, he he dropped a house album. I I read something 
that said um, it sounded like it was cool chasing or trying to get out in front of something. And I definitely feel like that's what it was. Uh, but it was a really interesting record. And I think an artist of his stature um, to make such a weird left turn that was totally not going to resonate with his core audience. And it didn't. It was like completely a blip on the radar. And he just moved on to the next record. But uh, if you like Jersey Club, uh, he made a Jersey Club record. And I, I still fuck with certain cuts from it. And I feel like, um, you know, we, we probably get too much of Drake. My son is very much like, he needs to wait three years between albums. And I'm like, that's that would probably be a good thing. But um, I'm all for artists taking weird left turns and, and doing projects like that. And um, he's definitely at the level where he can do it. Um, so yeah, that that was that was a little mini moment when everybody's like, oh, Beyonce and Drake are doing House. House is coming back as if it had gone somewhere. And then the um, world was like, honestly, never mind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a very aptly titled record. I'm gonna go uh, special honorable mention to uh, oh man, what is it, Gaius? Gaius? Uh, Gais, Gais Guevara. Geis Guevara. I had that. Uh, they, it's like the twenty sixth album on all of my lists. Like I, <laughs> I, yeah, I moved it up and down the thing. That record is so cool. Though, talk about it a little bit. Yeah, there will be no super slave. I think um, there's a new kind of lane of underground rap, which is taking white America to account for its crimes. Uh, and Geis is right there. Uh, he has a great song, and I, I have. There's one joint on here where I swear to God, he has sampled like a klezmer joint or something. Uh, this ski mask ain't for COVID. This is the moment you've all been waiting for three middle-aged guys to tell you what they're disappointed about. <laughs> I'll, start. <laughs> I'll start. Um, all right. Most disappointing album category. Uh, I would like to start by talking about a record by a man that maybe some of y'all know. Um, Kendrick Lamar Duckworth uh, released an album called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um he hadn't come out for three years, four. He had taken like At a three-year three, hiatus. Yeah. yeah, if you don't count the Black Panther soundtrack, somebody that we're always checking for, always anticipating. Um, and to me, he dropped the Chappelle record. He dropped a record that was like, hey, bro, 10 years ago, these would have been like really insightful things to say. Uh, but now, not so much. Uh, it's grading. Uh, there's no bops. I need at least one or two bops to keep a record together. There's no bops. Um, and I just think it's it's really overthought and overwrought. Um, and I was not a fan of the record at all whatsoever. I with saying that, I know people that swear by it. I know people that thought it was was great, but um, I think I expect more from Kendrick as a maker of interesting 
hits. And I feel like this is an album full of B-sides that we're supposed to pretend are more important than they are. So I was disappointed. Um, Nate. I definitely share your disappointment in that record. And the it, it's kind of funny, like, kind of like the Black Star record, like, I, it didn't even come up for me when I was thinking about the records of the year. The it's like, it year. happened. I, I went to the show. I saw an arena show. There's a um, version of the show on Amazon now. I don't know if you guys have checked oh, it out. Oh, really? Like a concert? Yeah, thing? he did. A, they do a live in Paris thing. It's cool. It's really cool. Like the staging of the concert was really cool. But that to me, what's everything, what says everything about my relationship with the Kendrick record, which I'll get to my pick in a sec, is that on the way to the concert i was like i only really listened to this once and it was for homework and i didn't really like it let's throw it back on my wife and i right we're sitting in traffic heading up to pick up my nephew to go to this concert i'm like let's throw it on so we can get in the mood for the concert and like a song and a half and we're like nope (laughs) not in the mood not doing this like do not want to listen to this so it's it's kind of funny and in such a media saturated world like it's like if i don't it's not about liking or not liking something. It's about whether or not I acknowledge its existence, basically. Yeah. It's like, to me, like, you know, you, you mentioned that Drake album. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when people on Twitter were talking about that. But to me, it doesn't exist. I never listened to it. Mm-hmm. I can't picture the cover. I don't give a fuck about it. So it's like, it's just not there. For that to happen with a Kendrick record, though, that's kind of newsworthy, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I love Kendrick. Kendrick's, yeah. I think Kendrick is a literal genius. Like, so I, yeah, this that record just didn't click with me, but it's I it didn't even come up when I was thinking about what I was disappointed about because that's how much I've dismissed it. So anyway, my Duke State record that I was uh, most disappointed by. We talked about this a little bit on the show, and it, I just you know I always say it's not that I don't like it; it's just that it's not for me. This one was so hardcore, not for me. Is the Freddie Gibbs record? Uh, Soul mm. Soul oh Soul wow, mm. yeah. Do, do not like it have tried so hard and like again some of my very smart hip-hop writing friends are like no dude it's this it's that listen to this track listen to that and i'm just like oh, i don't i don't like this yeah. i don't i don't have a song on a playlist i don't i don't think about the record it's like it came and went on one of those days where like 20 things came out and i liked like 18 of them better than it and I, we talked a little bit, I can't remember on the Patreon or here about why I think that is. And he's just kind of graduated out of making the kind of records that I like and working with the kind of producers and mostly guest feature things that I like. So that's fine. I'm happy for him, but I, I think the record sucks. So uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. Sucks is not the right word. It's like, it's just too glossy for me. J- just, just didn't move in you. a different direction. Yeah. No, and that's, like, that's fair. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Uh, Okay, so my most disappointing record of the year, um, and I brought this up on the show before, and I really hate to say this, I hope my rap card doesn't get revoked, but Elephant's Man's Bones, dude. All right, let's go outside and fight. (laughs) It never clicked for you, huh? It it just never did, and I've given it probably four spins. And again, this this isn't a statement on the quality of the album, you know what I mean? Um, This actually reminds me of uh, Life Aquatic, uh, Wes Anderson in, in the same vein because I never liked that movie and it's, yeah. it's a movie that all my friends people whose opinion opinion I respect like it and swear by it and I've just given it so many chances and it yeah. just still hasn't clicked I'm not saying the door is will always be shut because you know I mean they're they they're both exquisite artists you know but I just I can't do it dude oh I can't man do it. wow yeah, I can't do it wow I mean, literal so, bombshells 
I mean, it's still probably better than a, a Drake House album, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying wow. so hard to I know, make a joke I know, that equates Rock Marciano and Steve Zissou and even me, <laughs> someone who really likes both those things. No, I know well, what you mean. I, I had a weird experience with the Steve Zissou where I got to go to a press screening of it when so I was not it, in right? the press and I uh, came out of it going like that was the greatest thing ever. And then I watched it at home and I was like, oh, this is dog shit. Like this is oh, I, like I hate like, it. It hate has it. such good design, but that's not what makes a movie good. Like mm -hmm. the emotional beats of it don't make sense. Right. There's no connection between Owen Wilson and right. Bill Murray. The stuff with the reporter by Kate Blanchett just never like coalesces. They're all yeah. sketches of people, which is what people say about Wes Anderson things. They're little dollhouses or jewel boxes that don't mean anything. And I've never found that to be the case. Like Rushmore, like fucking tears me up, you know? Oh, I love Rushmore so, so much. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Oh, I that is so really like this rock record and Damone is the one who got me to re-listen because on first listen I wasn't I wasn't getting there either. And so I um I, I I'm a little surprised, but if you gave it your full chances, then fuck it, dude. I know. That's what happens. I mean, at least four or five. And and actually just to just to quickly round out the segment, I think I like the Kendrick album more than you guys. And I think in retrospect okay. If this, if we're looking at him as a catalog career artist, I, I think this will age well with time. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's that's very possible. And I think um, Kendrick has been going for so long. It's always important to remember that uh, there are folks who are. This will be their first. Right. I think we said album. that on one of the last shows. I mean, yeah. imagine being 15 and hearing one of these songs. I mean, we've yeah. heard. We've already. We're comparing it to like his amazing um, catalog already. But I think I think there's worthwhile moments on here. Okay, okay, so so let's recap. Dave, who is wearing a Steve Zizou style suit, <laughs> sits on the life aquatic and the elephant's man's bones. But but I don't uh, think we actually said that's by Rock and Alk. Like these are the two premier artists of the right, subgenre. So that's right. And that's right. that's you can only be disappointed if you have expectations. If you build expectations. Absolutely, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yep. No, that's that's hundred percent true. And I think look, there is so much music coming out on on the Daddy Kev episode, he fucking blew me and Nate's mind by being like, there's 100,000 songs added to Spotify every day. Like, wow. there is just so much good music. There's so much music that's approaching good that mm -hmm. um, I feel like sometimes like you're just, you're a little bit desensitized. Remember when porn was special? Like when you picked up, you know, what I mean? when you, you found half a magazine, you was like, damn, this is incredible. Now it's like fucking everywhere. Who cares? Hey, speak for um, yourself, huh? No, <laughs> so you found my stash in the woods, huh? I mean, somebody had to find it. I'm, I want to circle back real quick before we round up this segment, because uh, I kind of agree about the life aquatic. And I think with what we know now, is it partly because Bill Murray's just a dick? Like, I think, I think the movie is a showcase for like, I'm like, was that supposed to be funny? He's just being a dick. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's very interesting. interesting. It's been so, Bill Murray occupies such an interesting space in our culture where he was like essentially bulletproof for like 50 right. years. Like, yep. oh, that's Bill Murray and his antics. And now people yeah. are like, no, he made me so extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like, it still mm -hmm. hasn't like, he didn't get canceled. He didn't get me too He He got like no you made me uncomfortable yeah like many times in the last couple of years people are starting to tell the right. stories and you saw it snowball with like the bill cosby thing with hannibal and you mm -hmm. know i don't know if i don't know what that's going to entail for for bill murray but it's interesting that you say that damon and like 
Uh, Bill Murray's like, yeah, he's not my hero, but he's someone I really, really look up to Same. comedically. Same. And so Same. it's it's odd to think of it like that. And it's interesting that you say that because in the Wes Anderson thing, that's kind of his shtick. Like, yeah, yeah, in every movie, yep. Rushmore, the main thing, yep. and then he plays more of a supporting comedic role in Tenenbaums. But in most of them, he's this kind of um, aloof patriarch kind of person. And mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. if you look at it through that lens of like. No, that's cruel. It's not yeah, funny yeah, and cast off and like yeah. Um, I don't know how to put it. Like um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting, and maybe that's what isn't working in it. That's I'm I hadn't thought of it that way. And yeah. Also, yeah. the part where they make all the CGI fish, like we can all agree that was. <laughs> like, it's Wes Anderson. You have to make like some fucking origami and put them on strings or something. You can't just all of a sudden do these CGI like clownfish that look insane right right oh right, that's hilarious right. so so that the, was the yeah. alchemist interludes on, no i'm just kidding yeah. I'm, not, I'm not making that connection <laughs> oh that's amazing you know what the number of times that uh wes anderson comes up on this pod and or the patreon is pretty interesting uh we should do a segment but um yeah just we just to recap about how often it comes up yeah yeah it's a meta greatest hits of talking about wes anderson that's true we have made a lot of wes anderson comparisons i wish we maybe there are there only one filmmaker we all like you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that that is it but um we to just to recap because we, we went a lot of places i i'm disappointed in kendrick nate you are disappointed in freddie gibbs and yes. somehow david mark disappointed <laughs> And rock in the alchemist. Alk is like looking down at his keyboard right now, crying, sobbing. <laughs> he doesn't even know why. Raps and fan mail to me. Your little LP ain't worth 12 pennies. 17 shells in the semi. That's the same iron that burn pennies. This the flow that earned me a Bentley. It came with my own personal Fosworth Bentley. Pretty bitch with some perky titties. I heard your cheese tighter than Virgin Kitty. But that's besides the point. If I point, you gon' catch a hollow point. The product of choice, God got moist. You've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. Try me, I will be delighted to pop your bubble. Might even get your wifey a couple in the thigh muscle. I chuckled. Uh, you know my body quality over quantity. You couldn't possibly made another quantum leap. Top of the heat, ask my colleagues. You just trying to get by like Tyler. All right, um, let's lighten the mood. That got kind of contentious really quick. Uh, we don't do that much negative stuff, but it's actually yeah. funny how, like, deeper the conversation goes when you say you mm-hmm. don't like something than yeah. you say you do yep. you know what i mean right 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 it's like a oh. critique you know critiques yeah. go way deeper yeah absolutely um and way crazier uh all right best album cover uh this is great in a uh, non-visual uh, medium but you have spotify go google on it. yeah google google the album covers uh dave i guess it's not elephant man's bones uh where are you going <laughs> You know what? I liked I liked a lot of cover art, but the one I chose, and um, besides wanting to, to give a shout out to our dude Open Mike Eagle, I love the cover, the fucking um, component system with the auto reverse, dude. Yeah. It's so him with like the yeah. 1980s um, stereo system on his head, and I think it just really encapsulates the whole sound and um, his whole concept of the album. And you know, having said that, it's one of my favorite albums by Open Mike Eagle. 
Um, I think I'll, I'll Fight You was one of the best singles of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love the cover. It's so goofy. And, and you know, and we've seen um, sort of the process unfold online with him, you know, showing like behind the scenes shoots and stuff. And I'm just picturing Mike, who we've hung out with at music festivals many times now, with that big empty fucking thing on his head. His it's head. just so funny. And it's just so perfect, dude. I don't know. So uh, that's what I'm going with. I just, my maybe not the best, but my most, that's the one I like the most. Absolutely. No, no argument here. Nate, favorite album cover this year. I swear we didn't plan this. That's my pick as well. <laughs> no way. It's a podcast segment about a tape, about a stereo <laughs> on top of a head <laughs> on a tape called Component <laughs> System with the Auto, auto reverse. reverse. Bitch. No. Oh, um, yeah, I love it. I'll, I'll say this. It's not even on the album cover. It's in the video when fucking Mike dabs the cassette deck eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the first yes. video that came out, I was just like, "Dude, you, you've you've won me over." I, oh, I just think there's something funny. like everything Dave said is true, and um, it's it has resonance. It's like the Dead Mouse, um, the scene in mm. Park where they're making fun of Dead Mouse and they want the DJ to wear that crazy light beam thing on his head. Like it's playing on all these things we talked uh, uh, at him. Uh, to him about this at Thop Fest while we were getting drunk about that movie <laughs> and the paper mache head and how much that yeah, resonated right, with him. Right. So it's not just that it's a compelling image. It is. It's not just that it perfectly encapsulates the feel of the album. It does. It also riffs on this kind of pop culture thing of everybody being kind of a robot and like mm-hmm. kind of a, a visual representation where you can't fucking see shit, but you create a thing that looks cool in pictures. Mm. So, I, I that's by far in a way I honestly didn't really think about any other things for this and like I like talking about the record I I'm like I'm listening to that record a ton yeah on my Spotify thing I was uh, like top point zero zero five Mike fans and part of it is because we did research and we you know we all interviewed him for his various albums so I listened back to those albums and I listened to the one that I interviewed him about Brick City Kids a ton to prep because I'm a good journalist sometimes and um <laughs> or play one on uh the internet and uh yeah i just think uh it's a very very compelling album cover and the the little insight that he gives everyone not us just because yeah 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 on the podcast network he'll show behind the scenes stuff the way he thought about that and mapped it all out i I just Mm -hmm. think is brilliant and i love it and it's such a great record and i wanted to make sure we talked about it as well but that that was by far my favorite album cover of the year uh oh, we're coming Man. to a consensus pick here. Uh, <laughs> my pick, my pick is Open Mike Eagles component no. system with the other first. Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, <laughs> great <laughs> record, great record. Um, I think that Mike. Uh, I was thinking about this today. He amongst the the best rappers out. We talk about the Vanguard, right? Amongst the best rappers out, he's the most outward wears on his sleeve his fandom mm-hmm. um he he of those rappers he is the biggest fan and the biggest uh kind of advocate uh for the culture and a specific point in time and a perspective and i think it's captured in the photo in which he's not taking himself super seriously rap has gotten to this place and it's cool sometimes where everything is like is this a fucking art piece? Is this a, a photo from like Byzantine times? Like everything is, it has this super heavy, did you get this off the Mets website? Like, what is this? 
Um, and I feel like Mike's is a is a throwback in a in a really cool way to when the the record cover meant something. Like that might be how you judge the record. And I think mm -hmm. of all the records that I kind of covers that you see, and it sucks because now you're looking at like an inch wide image most of the time. But I think this cover could have held up at Streetlight Records back in the day, where I would have mm -hmm. been like, "Oh, what is this? What is this about?" Mm -hmm. It sparked oh, curiosity. Streetlight recommends Nate with a Nate. <laughs> but illegible piece of writing underneath <laughs> it taped up. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, SZA is finally coming out coming with up. her next album. She played on SNL this weekend with Kiki Palmer, who was fucking great as a host. By the way, that was by yeah, far she's best hilarious. Episode of the season so far and i was so glad they kind of got out of their slump anyway um sizza kind of a b tested to oh, i saw album that covers did you see that yeah i did see and that. it was like on one we can see your butt and on the other we can't so obviously a <laughs> <laughs> it was like her whole thing is like kind of like sagging her pants she was doing it on snl but then she had some other like orange colored pants and me and my wife were both going like that's a weird look but then on the album cover she's like sagging right and so it's okay. like is this even a question like crack kills or what i saw they <laughs> chose b okay but, the but one with the, the the songs down the middle i was like what are you what? Here's what you have to understand, Nate. Art of Scissors whole thing, and I was trapped for a year with a coworker who was going through a breakup and listening to her her last album. So I, I know way too much about this. It was it was out of control. It was out of control. Scissors whole thing is that she doesn't have a booty. Like she she sings about it. Nate is questioning. She but appeared it, to have built one in the time since then and now because and like as that, have I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long pandemic, but um, the the kind of running she does this self deprecating thing about her booty. Interesting. So I, I, I when I saw him, I'm like, oh, you're you're kind of ripping on the fact that you say you have no booty, but right. she's fucking gorgeous. Like it's yeah, it's, no, this is irrelevant. Yeah. So gorgeous. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when you need booty news, you know who to come to. <laughs> I know who to call. <laughs> when you have booty questions. Um, all right, that was Quibble Jam part one. This is going to be a two-part series. In our next episode, we will get into song of the year, album of the year. Um, and I feel like there might be a fight. I feel like there may be uh, fisticuffs by the end It'll of be this. endless. I'll fight you guys on every fucking category. <laughs> <laughs> um, technically a three-part thing. Uh, part three going to be on the Patreon. Yep. Um, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash dadbodrapod. Uh, Patreon listeners have their own ballot that they can fill out. We're going to go yeah. through their submissions. We're going to riff on them. We're going to agree and disagree um and just kind of see what the community thinks as hard as it was for me to not look at your guys ballots for this i'm like dying to look, to look at, at the, the pages for yeah. the patreons but i'm gonna hold it until we do it uh right before we record which will be probably you know later this week or early next week so exciting okay. times yeah good yeah good time to uh subscribe to our patreon that's patreon.com slash dadbodratpod five dollars a month or 51 dollars a year gets you all this freshness i like that um, extra dollar it's like oh it, it, and an apple pie you know what i mean just <laughs> just for the pros you know what i mean uh we appreciate all the support that we've gotten from the patreon community and we're trying to grow it hey y'all twitter may not be around forever uh so definitely but we will we'll never fall the fuck off um you can also follow us on twitter for the time being at dad bod rap pod we are on instagram at dad bod rap pod 
We've been doing this every Thursday since God knows when, since Kendrick was dropping good albums. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Fly with my devices charged I eat an edible and write some bars I strip a legible, it's nice and large And I awaken when the lights come on I'm really feeling out a crisis card It's one, two, counting vacation days And day one, outrun annihilation waves And day two, rescue a HBCU And day three, it's a Haiti with a Haitian Davis One, two, middle-aged poster child I heard I gotta put the potion down I heard it's time to put the vocals in I need to try and get new approach again To really know how it's supposed to sound It's one, I'm in the jungle like Axel Rose, and if you float through the hood, keep your capsule closed. If you roll through again, it'll suck you in. You hit a pump, pump, jump into an action pose. Just one, two, trying to get my heart restored. I need some money in the harpsichord. Sent to the dummy in apartment for a fitty one to keep us out for blood. Then I will run at you across the floor. It goes. White girl scream, motherfucker, that's an Oscar. Imposter, see, that's a whole bunch of gossip. Should've played dead, played possum, that's awesome. I don't really knock them like robots, we sock them. Mill Dodge, release the pain when I'm rocking. Therapist, all the crazy shit you can bury it. Bad information, no innovation. Pour the wine, this is a special occasion. Open up the door, let the monster out the basement. Buy a wire on the window, no escaping. Record breaking, DJ, see, that's a statement. Yo, I've been the one with the game plan. Feet planted on form and sand, 40 grand. Quarter water born again. An opportunity knocked at the door again. Yo, let him in. Emilesia. Alright, it sound good. Turn it up right here, right here, right here. One, two, one, two. Scorn, shot a tank of Agent Orange. The martyr was an author, used a fat marker. The tagline's darker, sharper. Played Charlie Parker in the turbo for a green and myrtle. Yo, horsepower made a fertile. Scribble my life through some journals. Jump hurdles, no rehearsal, no commercials. Running through circles, you turn it purple. Every day I hear bro, let's work. But they don't ever work looking like some damn jerks. Check the footwork, yo, get the step and conceal weapons. Pulled out at any fucking second. I got a method, super double breasted. Two chicks, four tits, shit was destined. Count on me, G, to make an investment. Pay the fee now, no further questions. 